Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about fishing, whaling, spearfishing, and waterholing. That's right, and you don't have to have a boat to do any of these. These are all things that will come in your email, and depending on what type of threat you uh, are receiving uh, depends which category you're going to fall into. So before we get into what each term might mean to a lawyer uh, or a paralegal, one of the things we always need to be aware of is managing our email and what emails are coming into the firm or coming into your home. Right. Uh, and I, I guess one question would be, uh, would a spam filter be enough? Uh, it probably won't be enough. The interesting thing about all of these uh, techniques is that it's, it's not really spam, although some of it will, will sound a little like spam when we talk about them. But the interesting thing that's happening with these emails is that they are being customized in a way that they look a little bit like a real email. And the more deliberate the email is, uh, it will actually look as though uh, it comes from somebody you, you know, it has an attachment that you're expecting, that sort of thing. Um, so it really is uh, something that your spam filter or, and probably antivirus and other things won't necessarily catch. So let's start with the one that most people might know, uh, fishing with a pH. Yes, fishing with a pH, just like the uh, the jam band from uh, Northern America. Uh, phishing is the most generic version of this sort of thing. It's it's a an email that's sent out to lots of addresses. It has a subject line and some text inside that is asking you to do something. Uh, you can think of it in, in, along the lines of... Uh, your bank account information has to be updated. Please click on this link to confirm your username and your password for your bank account, that sort of thing. So it's it's a pretty generic sort of thing. They're uh, guessing that uh, of all of the banks' uh, names that they use in their email, they're going to hit a certain number of customers who actually bank at that bank. Uh, and then a certain percentage of those people will click through the link and go to a page that looks like they've arrived at the bank. And And when you look at the page and you look at the URL that you're being taken to, uh, there are some significant differences usually. Right. Uh, the actual page itself could look identical to a page that you've logged into many, many times on the actual bank's website. So if you ever do click through a link like that, and and there's no reason that you shouldn't because you might actually have a legitimate link from a bank, uh, but do look at what the URL, the address of the web page is for the site that you've gone to, because in most cases, it will not be the bank address. It will be a, an address set somewhere else. Right. And if you, you also, uh, there are usually some other links also on the same page, which might be contact us or update your information or any of a number of other links. And if you click on those other links, instead of just updating your info, you'll often find that they don't work. That's right. Yes, because the people have just copied the um, the actual website and, and moved it over. And they're often too lazy to actually fill it out so that it works like the real site. Um, and again, phishing is different from your typical uh, Nigerian print scam, uh, where uh, you, you often have a sense that something's not quite right there. Um, but phishing starts to look a little bit like something you would want to do because it is an account or it may feel like an account that you, you think you have. Um, you should still be looking at the email to see uh, if it's your bank, of course, uh, and also look for uh, spelling errors and things like that, things that you wouldn't expect from a corporate email or, or that the kind of email that you've received. And anyone is vulnerable to these sorts of uh, invitations, I suppose. Uh, recently, the uh, Canadian Department of Justice had an experience with uh, phishing emails, which they had generated internally uh, just as a security check. 
Right. That was a, it was a great story because almost 2,000 people, uh, staff at the uh, Department of Justice clicked on the link and, uh, activated essentially the, uh, the, the phishing scam. So it was a, it was a good, uh, test to see how many people, what was it? It was a high percentage of the people who received it. It was about 37%. Right. Um, now, just as an example, there's one statistic that suggests there's almost 160 million of these emails floating out there uh, every year globally. Yes. Yeah, it's a staggering number. I uh, look in my spam folder and I often find uh, these emails in there and uh, I'll look at the source and they, they, the addresses are coming from all over the place. Uh, so that's phishing in a nutshell. Let's talk about some of the other ones, spear phishing, whaling, water holing, what those might be about. Sure. Spear phishing and uh, whaling are really the same thing. Uh, spear phishing is a targeted email where they've actually figured something out about you. Uh, so if you have a LinkedIn profile, for example, uh, and you talk about the company that you work for or the types of clients that you deal with, then you might find someone that has targeted you and the email you receive looks like it's coming from those clients or it looks like it's uh, from someone else at your company talking about those clients. So it has more details uh, where they've actually picked you out. Uh, it's not just the drive-by hope that someone clicks on a link uh, that you get in normal phishing. Uh, and whaling is a subset of spearfishing where if you're really, really, really important, like a CEO or something, then uh, not only are you targeted, but you're targeted in a very specific way. But essentially, those are the same two categories. Sure. And so they could be partners in a law firm versus an associate or someone else. For sure. And, and that's what happened to a lawyer in uh, uh, Pennsylvania very recently. Um, they received an email that looked like it was from uh, their firm and it had a uh, an attachment that looked like a voicemail that came from their voicemail system. Uh, and the person clicked on it and infected their computer with uh, uh, ransomware. And uh, we'll talk about ransomware in another podcast. So stay tuned for that. What about water holing? Water holing is an interesting uh, mixture. It is similar to spear phishing in that they have identified you as a target. But rather than sending you an email uh, and hoping that you will click on a link, they infect a website that they would expect you to go to. So lawyers in Ontario, for example, um, perhaps you go to the Canadian lawyer website uh, to read the magazine online or some other legal publication or Perhaps the Law Society, <laughs> you visit the Law Society's sure. website. Someone who was interested in doing water holding would actually infect that website so that when you went there, you would in be infected by merely visiting the website. Uh, and it's not the same as email, but they have still targeted you in the same way. So how best to combat these types of problems? Well, in most cases, uh, it's it's common sense. Uh, and it, it all sounds good common sense uh, now, but uh, when you're in the moment, you may uh, you may mistake it. It really is a matter of thinking about what you click on. Um, and uh, a lawyer in a recent uh, seminar I was in asked uh, whether it could happen just by opening an email. Uh, and in fact, it can. Uh, if you open up an email and the email is uh, displayed as a web page in HTML, uh, then if something is running or is called from within that email, then it can immediately access or begin to download uh, without you knowing it. So one of the things you could do is turn off uh, HTML uh, emails um, or attachments that are, are in emails like pictures so that you can read an email when it comes in, but you don't necessarily activate it. The second thing you can do is uh, watch those links that you click on. Um, if you get an email, even if it looks like some, it's from someone uh, you know, mouse, your mouse pointer, uh, move it over the link so that you can see a little tooltip will pop up and tell you where it's going to go. And if it doesn't look like uh, where you think it's supposed to go, uh, then don't click on it. The other thing to do is if it's something uh, significant like a bank and it's telling you that they want to verify your username and your password, it's, ve it's very seldom that a bank will actually do that in an email. Uh, but if it is, then uh, 
close your email, go over to your web browser and type in the uh, URL to your bank uh, and see if you can log into your account there and get the same prompt to update your information. But don't go through the link uh, that's been provided to you so that you don't end up on a phishing website. Right. And I, I know we've spoken about this in, in other podcasts. And this is where your internet usage policy for your law firm uh, comes in handy. That's right. It's amazing, really, to think that it's training more than anything else that will save you from a phishing or a spear phishing attack or even suffering waterholing. By training yourself and your staff to be very, very wary about clicking on links um, and, and, and even weird links on weird web pages. I uh, was uh, listening to music on my PC and a link popped up and said, your player's out of date. So I clicked on the link that took me to a web page that looked just like an Adobe Flash download page. Um, and I looked at the URL and it was actually nothing to do with Adobe, but they had copied the entire page. Uh, and I'm still not sure exactly where that link came from other than it came from the website that was uh, sending me the music. Um, but you just have to be vigilant. Anytime that, that something like that happens, uh, to look at all of the uh, indicia of, of the website and where, where you are and make sure that you're going to where you expect to be. That's great. So think before you click. There's, there's the answer. All right. That's our look at fishing, whaling, spear fishing, and waterholing. Thanks very much, David. Thanks, Phil.